You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Tinderbox. We are the podcast for Matchsticks and Gasoline, the Calgary Flames website for SB Nation. Today we are joined by Preston Hodgkinson. Preston works for Copper and Blue, the Edmonton Oilers website affiliated with SB Nation. Um, Preston, first off, thanks for coming on. How are things today? For sure. No, things are fantastic. It's opening night for the Edmonton Oilers today. We take on Vancouver tonight, so I'm super excited to get the season going and uh, for, for things to get underway. So we talked about just before we hopped on, I'm kind of envious of you guys. You, The Oilers actually get to play hockey tonight. Calgary has to wait to get Edmonton on uh, Saturday. So, uh, you know, lucky you. You guys actually get to watch hockey. I'll be watching yeah, other no, teams. For sure. the, the, the late start to the season is is kind of strange. I remember a few years ago, we opened up on October 2nd. So that's almost like two full weeks later than usual. So I'm just super happy for things to finally get going. Excellent. So Oilers last year had a fairly good season. Um, you know, they uh, handled, manhandled Calgary in the 10 games that they uh, they met up during the uh, COVID North Division season. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Oilers offseason. Um, how did Edmonton do? What are your thoughts on additions, subtractions as we uh, you guys crank up and get ready for 2021-22? Yeah, for sure. So Ken Holland was super busy over the summer here. He added in Zach Hyman, Warren Fogle, Derek Ryan. You guys should know him well um, up little, front. Little so I think the the forward group that the Oilers are putting out this year are, is a lot stronger than years past. I feel like uh, even though Dave Tippett is still loading up that dry settle McDavid top line, um, he kind of can get away with it a little bit more. I wouldn't do it, but now that Zach Hyman's here, you can put him on the second line. So I think his work up front has been uh, pretty decent, honestly. Um, the thing that offsets it, obviously, is the defensive group. We lost a whole ton of people. Ethan Bear, Caleb Jones, Adam Larson are all gone either from uh, signing elsewhere or through some pretty skeptical trades. I said I liked Warren Fogle. I do like him as a player, but at the cost of uh, a cheap uh, top four right-handed defenseman in Ethan Bear, it's a tough pill to swallow. And I know a lot of people here in Edmonton, including myself, are going to really miss him. He's now playing top pairing minutes on the Carolina Hurricanes to start the season. So, um, And then the addition of a, of a past the – past the prime Duncan Keith is also not uh, encouraging. So uh, our defense, our defensive group really bad, but you know, we got probably one of the best offensive groups in the, in the league. So it's going to be a really fun season. Um, probably a lot of high scoring games coming down the stretch here. I was just going to ask you that about defense. Cause it seems like defense has always been the Achilles heel in Edmonton where the offense oh, has sure. always just been bananas, like with McDavid and dry sidle. Um, so how does that balance out this year, do you think? Is it going to be a lot of 1980s hockey? Are the Oilers going to put in five or six a night, but maybe give up four? Yeah, no, for sure. It's going to be a lot of those high-scoring, high-risk games. Um, you know what? It might balance out decently. I think our offense, like, you know, having Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, having some competent wingers this year is going to go a long way. And, um, you know, who knows? Maybe Evan Bouchard pushes and and kind of makes that top four a little bit more tolerable. I heard lots of things about Tyson Berry improving his defensive play. I'll believe it when I see it, but if he can, hey, it, it could balance out really well. The the offense could cover a lot of mistakes. 
And then over in net, Mike Smith and, and Miko Koskinen are obviously the wild card. Miko, or, uh, Mike Smith was obviously fantastic for the Oilers last year. He's able to string that together at age 40. Hey, it, it could it could work out, but uh, it's certainly asking a lot of uh, a lot a lot to go right for uh, things to maybe go as well as they could for the Oilers this year. I had Mike Smith down on the line of questions, but seeing you just brought him up, let's let's jump into him right now. Um, well, yeah. Obviously, the Flames fans we know him because he spent two years in Calgary, and they were a little bit good, a little bit of bad, a little bit of meh. Um, Smith this year is is it going to be like a 50-50 split? You think between he and Koskinen, or is that is are you guys going to roll with one guy who's hot and just see how it goes? And can Smith be that guy? Uh, yeah, honestly, it's a, it's a hard question. I, I think I'm a lot higher on Miko Koskinen than a lot of other people are. I know he had a few bad games at the end of the season that has kind of skewed people to think he's a replacement level goalie. But a lot of people forget that um, he kind of carried us in the first half of last season and he played decently well, um, only for Mike Smith to come back and just play out of his mind. So um, I think Miko Koskinen, he's looked good throughout uh, the preseason so far. And I think he will be able to give us, uh, you know, a, a, a decent season at the very least. Um, Mike Smith, though, he's a he's a wild card. He's also looked good in the preseason. Um is really gonna be the going with the hot hand this year. And um if there's an injury down the wire here with you know Mike Smith is 40 years old, injuries do happen at that age more often than younger guys. Um you we could see a guy like Stuart Skinner push up to the NHL and and get some some starts here. So it, it is I think Dave Tibbs is gonna run the hot hand, and I don't think we can really pin the starter position on anyone this year. So it's gonna be another one A, one B situation. Be honest. Every time Mike Smith touches the puck and plays the puck, do you do a little bit of <gasps> Oh, a little bit, yeah, no, for sure. He did have a really good assist against the Canucks in preseason. He almost scored a goal in his last game in preseason, too. So, you know, it's it's a lot of fun when he plays the puck, but it's also uh can give me a heart attack a few times a game so um you take the good with the bad there fair enough uh jesse pugliari um i look at him as a flames killer he just seems like he has really good games against calgary is this the year he makes that big jump because he's such a he's such a good offensive talent you guys have up there and he's slowly working his way and is he that next guy to come up and help this year oh for sure i i think jesse pugliari is primed for a huge year um I think last year he was uh, he started on the third line, so he had to work his way up to that top line position. And you could tell he was kind of hesitant at times. Like it was his first time time back in the league in a few years. Um, he was kind of on a shorter leash, I think, than others. And uh, now that he has that confidence back, and he's he's being he just has that confidence. He has a swagger back to his game, and he's playing really well off of Connor McDavid. And I know a lot of people talk about his offensive abilities, but he's a fantastic defensive player as well. Um, his his metrics in his own end are fantastic. A lot of people, I don't think a lot of people, but uh, some of the, the people who follow analytics for the Oilers are like, hey, he, this guy could be a sleeper for the Selkie down the road. So uh, he, he's a really good all-around player. So, um, yeah, I definitely think he he makes that next step. And I have him pinned as like a 30-goal scorer, maybe reaching you know an upward echelon of, of 60 points this year. I'm, I'm super big on the guy and not only am I, do i love his like on ice performance just off the ice he's such a likable player i think calgary flame fans uh hate that he's an oiler because he's just such a likable guy off the ice so uh no super excited for him this season yeah we also don't like him because he you know scores and, <laughs> and he's kind of a thorn in calgary's side but yeah, yeah he's one of those guys you've watched like even like last year in the 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 10 games just watching him play against Calgary was like, Oh, good Lord. Now we got to deal with this guy too. So, and another great segue, nice job pushing that through um, secondary scoring in Edmonton for years. It's the McDavid and the dry show um, outside of Pugliari. Give us somebody else who's 
who can help Edmonton, you know, because obviously even the, like playoffs come if you can if you can, I don't think it's possible, shut McDavid down or limit him. And if Dreisaitl, you know, struggles, there's a fall off after that. Um, so how does Edmonton balance that and how does that work out? Yeah, well, I don't think it's impossible to shut down Connor McDavid. Look at the, what the Winnipeg Jets did, albeit they got away with a lot of uh, some obvious calls that I don't think mm-hmm. uh, the refs were too keen on calling. Um, but, you know, the, the Winnipeg Jets did shut down McDavid and it led to a 4-0 sweep because the Oilers had no answer to that. So I think this year, like I said, Ken Holland did a good job of giving the Oilers some depth uh, down the forward group. Um, whether Dave Tippett utilizes that depth is another question altogether. Um, I have uh, quite a few uh, quarrels with how he's uh, 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 putting out the lineup tonight. So, uh, But yeah, you guys, you got guys like Zach Hyman who can come in and provide uh, just a net front presence and a guy who can establish a cycle on his own. And then uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins re-signing Edmonton is huge, and, and there's a lot of hope that he can take that next step as well. I know he's been in the league for a while, but he's uh, he's sniffed uh, that 65 to 70 point uh, mark in the past, and we're a lot of people in Edmonton are hoping he can uh, do that again here. So that would be huge for the second line. And then Kyler Yamamoto, he's obviously coming off a, a very uh, disappointing a year with the Oilers last season, and um, he's looked like he's worked on his shot. He looks like he's because last year he was very close to on a lot of chances. He just couldn't put the puck in the net. Um, but he's looked like he's improved that over the summer. So he's going to be huge as well. The addition of Warren Fogle there and Derek Ryan as a good like defensive center. It, it, the team is deeper definitely than last year. And um, who knows, a guy like uh, Ryan McLeod or Tyler Benson has a chance to step in and also provide that uh, the offensive touch. And then you got Brandon Perlini, who has been an absolute smoke show here in the preseason. And, there's a there's I, I think he could play as high as the third line if he continues that. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of question marks still, but definitely more options than years past. I will say this just from listening to the I can see you smiling and being happy about it. But even the tone of your voice, you are much happier with what Edmonton did than, say, if they signed Eric Goodbranson or oh, Zadaroff. <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you, when, when Calgary signed Eric Goodbranson, there was a sigh of relief all across the oil country because that's exactly the type of player that uh, the Oilers would just foam, foam in the mouth for. So uh, that the fact that Calgary got him is I have no no problem with it whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, Calgary did a great job of picking up everybody else's trash this year and be like, you know, what? those are Sutter guys. So we're going to make it work. Oh, um, yeah. So expectations for this season for Edmonton. Uh, you know, last year, last year, I think was hard to judge across the league because you had teams playing in their region. And yeah, as much fun as the Battle of Alberta is, I think by the time maybe it was because Calgary just wasn't playing well. But by the 10th game, I was like, oh, my God, enough. You know, it was <laughs> in the north with, you know, Edmonton, Edmonton being able to score Montreal going on its playoff run, Toronto having that juggernaut regular season and even Winnipeg. People didn't give that division a lot of credit because it was just, oh, it's the teams in Canada. Then, you know, it's, it's Calgary and then you've got Vancouver and you've got Ottawa. They're not good. But that was a tough spot to play in. Um, and, you know, Edmonton ran into the the buzzsaw that was Winnipeg. What's What are the expectations for Edmonton this season? I definitely think the Oilers can do decently in their division. Like the Pacific Div- Division is a lot weaker than the North Division was last year, right? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people discredited the North Division last year, but it didn't really make much sense because, you know, of course we did have Ottawa who wasn't that great. But other than that, there's some pretty decent teams in that division. Yeah. We didn't have to play teams like the Anaheim Ducks, the Buffalo Sabres. I think every division had those weak, those weak links in it, right? Um, but this year, the, the Pacific is just, uh, I think it's totally open after the first and second spot. I think uh, Edmonton could challenge Vegas for the top of the division, but I don't see it happening with our defense. 
Um, but I think they definitely got a lock on that second spot in the division. And I could eat my words in a, in a few months here, but I think our offense is just so overpowering that no one else yeah. um, can really match it there. I know people, I, I've, for some reason, I've seen a lot of people put um, Vancouver as potential winners of the division. And I, that, that baffles me because, yes, they do have a good goalie. But I think their defense is one of the the worst in the league. I think they're even worse than Edmonton's defense, which is saying something. I'm I'm not high on Edmonton's defense at all, and their forward group is pretty decent. But you know, Edmonton has Carmack, McDavid and Leon Drysaddle, so that's going to trump the that that any any day of the week. Um, so I think Edmonton will do well this season and 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 get into that playoff spot for sure. Anything after that, I, I can't confidently predict anything in the playoffs. It's pretty unpredictable. But if Edmonton's defense performs like I expected to. I, I don't envision a deep playoff run. So, yeah. No, that's fair. I think the Pacific is is tough. If you can get off to a hot start, you should easily easily be able to kind of yeah. move through that division because it, the Kings are meh, the Sharks are terrible, the Ducks are bad. Uh, Vancouver, okay, yeah, you got Pedersen and Hughes back, but it, there's still a lot of question marks there. And you know, Calgary, that's I mean, Calgary is one side of the coin. One day they look great, then the next day they look like. Anaheim so it yeah, just it's, it's, it depends and I think Seattle could be one of those wild cards too if you watch that game last night Seattle I mean fell down early to Vegas and made a push on them at the end so it's you know yeah. Seattle and maybe that was opening night excitement or whatever but it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of repeat that success that Vegas had early on as well yeah I think I think the the battle for the third spot in the division is going to be very interesting between Calgary Vancouver and Seattle um, I think any any of them could really take it I'd give Calgary the edge over um, both those other teams but um it will be interesting. I think it's going to come right down to the wire. And who knows, maybe the Oilers falter as well, and they're in that group too. I, I can't really say it with uh, extreme confidence that the Oilers are a lock for that top two spot either. So, All you got to do is score. If you can keep scoring and scoring and scoring <laughs> yeah, and scoring and scoring, you should be fine, right? So <laughs> um, opening night tonight is for Edmonton. Uh, we mentioned before, Calgary doesn't play until Saturday when they get the Oilers, but Edmonton gets Vancouver tonight. Uh, thoughts on uh, what's going to go on tonight? Okay, well, so the Oilers have done well against Vancouver in the very recent past. This is their third straight game against them. This is our first time in the regular season playing them. Um, but we we played pretty well against them in the last two preseason games. So um, I'm confident the Oilers are opening at home. There's going to be a lot of excitement there with fans back in the building. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl are loaded back up on that top line. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited for tonight. I think I think the Oilers take home the win. I just like their forward group better, even when the the two big guns are loaded up on one line. I think they just match Vancouver one for one or just overpower them for each line. Uh, the defensive battle is going to be, quite frankly, a shit show for both teams. There. <laughs> it's going to be two very bad defensively teams uh, playing against each other. So who? I think it comes down to goaltending as well here. So if Thatcher Demko gets the start tonight and Mike Smith gets the start for the Oilers, um could be an exciting one honestly it could be a high scoring one a lot high score a lot more high scoring than people think if, the, if that game ends up like six five what's the what's the uh, the pulse of the fandom going to be in edmonton if win or lose like having an opening night oh, like boy. That. it's gonna be i think we're just gonna be happy to get the win honestly i think we're gonna have a lot of games like that and i think we should just uh just be happy that we pulled out the two points uh, it doesn't matter how it just matters that you got it right so that's fair um lastly i'll throw one quick one at you um give flames fans something that so maybe not like a surprise or a you know the best kept secret in edmonton as the season comes up something flames fans will want to know as we tune in on saturday oh boy um 
keep an eye on Evan Bouchard. I think Evan Bouchard has the potential to usurp um, either Tyson Berry or Cody Cece uh, as a mm-hmm. top four defenseman. And I think it happens sooner than later. He's a, a guy who is super smart on the ice. He's not the fastest or most agile skater, but uh, he makes it work with his, his, uh, his hockey IQ and his uh, ability to move the puck up the ice. And uh, I did say he wasn't the most agile skater, but he is cool, calm, and collected when he's on that blue line. So, um, and he has an uncanny uh, talent of getting that puck through traffic. So I think he's a guy you got to keep an eye on. And of course, I'm so huge on Yessi Puliarvi. I think he's going to continue to be a Flames killer. And uh, once he really learns how to to use his big frame as a, to get around players, because I've seen him do it a few times in the league, he's going to be yeah. uh, just a fantastic player and a fun player to watch. Or, or not so fun if you're a Flames fan. Yeah, well, you know, we, we've got our own guys that annoy people too, so it's yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully they start to perform this year. Yeah, so, sure. um, uh, quickly, uh, Saturday night, Flames and Oilers. Uh, that's Calgary's opener. Um, uh, Calgary hasn't won a season opener, I think, in 112 years. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> want to throw a quick prediction there? I, I, I can't imagine you're taking the Flames on Saturday. Oh no, absolutely not. That'd be <laughs> I would be banished from Oilers Twitter if I did such a thing. No, it's it's going to be a fantastic game as well. The Oilers and Flames always have a, a fan, great games. Um, Zach Cassian might be making his season debut then, so that might put some fire under him. Um, and maybe who knows? And Eric Kachuk, Cassian, Bout. Those are always fun, right? I'm not a big fan of Cassian, but those are always fun. Um, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisler are going to be pumped up, so I think they are going to carry the Oilers to a win. I don't, I don't I just want to give a prediction, but a score prediction, but I think the Oilers will pull up fair. a win. I just look forward to Good Branson assisting McDavid on at least two of his goals <laughs> <laughs> come Saturday. Oh, I'm happy about that. I think it's understated how how happy Oil Country is that Good Branson's a flame. Fantastic. And Zadaroff will end up in the box. So it's all good. You have lots of power play time for Edmonton come <laughs> Saturday night. So Preston, thank you for coming on. I appreciate you dropping a little bit of Oilers knowledge on the uh, Flames fandom as the season starts. Yeah, for sure. No, uh, thank you for having me. I always uh, love appearing on podcasts and talking some Oilers. So, If you guys would like to follow Preston on Twitter, you can find him at NHL Hodgkinson, H-O-D-G-K-I-N-S-O-N. He writes for Copper and Blue. They are the Edmonton Oilers coverage for SB Nation. You can find those guys on Twitter at Copper and Blue and on the web at www.copper, the letter N, blue.com. Preston, once again, thank you for coming on. And um, I'm not going to say best of luck this season, but uh, <laughs> you know, I hope the season goes well for you writing-wise. How's that? That work? <laughs> yes, I, I wish the same to you as well. Thank you for having me. Excellent. All right. Oilers and Canucks tonight in their season opener. Flames and Oilers meet on Saturday, 10 p.m. Mountain Time, for their season opener as well. Thank you all for listening to this episode of The Tinderbox, and we will catch you next time.